What up, everybody? I want to welcome y'all to the 13th episode of the Members Only Podcast. How y'all feeling today? Good. Yeah, straight, Great. bro. Can't complain. Cooling, cooling, cooling. That's good, man. I hope everybody uh <clears throat> had a good weekend, Halloween weekend. Um, Halloween is still yet to come, so people might still do stuff Halloween. Um, but yeah, uh, so we got a few topics for y'all today. As always, we're gonna discuss, we're gonna try to get some moments out of it. But um, our first topic for the day is gonna be which two rappers would you like to see drop a collab collab project? Anybody got uh like two off the top of their head? I feel like it's some obvious ones. So anybody wanted to get those out the way. I mean, I guess I'm asking like we doing like realistic, like current people in like realistic shit or just like anything that just comes to mind. Let's I was try just to gonna do anything. Let's that try comes to, to mind. I was gonna say we could try to yeah. do, we could try to do anything that comes to mind, but I feel like throw some realistic ones out there too. That would just be like okay. not, you know, like not. 14. Okay. But it would be like still be good and possible. Like, for example, like a uh like a traffic like a Travis Scott in a weekend project. It's not impossible. It's not the most realistic, but I feel like it could happen, like an EP or some shit like that. Like I feel like that's in the realm of possibility, especially since that nigga's on all Travis projects. True. Uh for me, I'm gonna start off gonna go with some like Real rap, you know, so bring real rap back. I'm gonna say Boldy James and Freddie Gibbs over right. like maybe like like five, six songs EP, and I need everything <laughs> produced by Alchemist. That's a hip hop ass project, bro. Man, for real. <laughs> yeah. What else could you expect? <laughs> this nigga don't want to hear no, no 808s, bro. <laughs> Literally, no heavy drums. <laughs> Straight what, to the is, uh, what is going into the fall season, the colder months? I'm gonna go. Uh, the what is it? The Ghetto Sage, the Smino Saba, no name. I still would like to see it. I think they said they're gonna. Um, they said they're gonna drop their. They should be dropping their tape next year. But that's something I still think would be interesting. Um, I I I don't go back to No Name's project from this year, but I still like Saba and Smino a lot. So I, I feel like that. Go is, back. Uh. <laughs> Have you been going back, Zach? I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't do well. With we got him. <laughs> y'all don't know about y'all don't know about Auden and his ties, bro. Hey, chill out, chill out, chill out. Damn. Free Palestine. Uh-huh. Um, All right. All right. Well, <laughs> there goes kind of out of location. Yeah. I don't, hey. <laughs> Uh, it's kind of out of left field. My bad. Oh, you about to say that? No. Yeah, Yeah, it's just kind of out of left field. But I was listening to Shootouts in Soho. I feel like Westside Gun and ASAP Rocky, I feel like they could do, like, a good... Because they're both kind of, like, esoteric. Like, they do, like, some Mm. weird shit, like the tap dancing on the beat, and then, like, weird, like, uh, grunge uh, samples with, like, ASAP. So I feel like they could do something that's, like, unique, but it's also kind of like they're rapping, so... That's just, but yeah. I feel like Westside might have a song or a feature on uh on Rocky's upcoming album. I like a a Vince Staples and Earl Sweatshirt project. Yeah, 
The, uh, I finally found out, Ryan. Had, I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, well, what's up, Ryan? You died in the smoke. <laughs> hey, I'm not dying. We said we was gonna schedule it. We just never uh, scheduled it. We talked yeah, about yeah. it though. Actually, we did talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hey, that yeah, was. That yeah, was, nigga. That was, <laughs> ain't, ain't getting watched though. <laughs> like, we can probably find out, bro. <laughs> if you know, uh, you know. I take like six songs of like uh, JID and J Cole, little EP. That'd be smooth. Um, I well, go ahead, bro. I was gonna say maybe Yachty and Tron, Baby Tron. I could take. Maybe like six of those as well. Uh, Steve made me think about length because I don't know if I could take 25 of them, but six to eight would be doable. <laughs> Bro, whoa, I'm laughing at whoa, this. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, y'all are crazy. Y'all I was, listen, listen, listen. I was still laughing at the fact that this nigga said Yachty and Baby Tron. And that was actually what I was laughing I at. I would enjoy it. But I said, for then we eat 10, 6 to 8. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all got chill, bro. Y'all got chill. It was the, oh, bro, I promise you, it was only because of the baby shark thing and I was already Six laughing, to eight bro. songs would be doable. There we go. All right. Uh, <laughs> what was I finna say, man? Uh, this is not exactly a collab, collab project, but if J. Cole just did like 10 songs of him versus other niggas like he's been doing recently, I would also listen to that. Like, not a J. Cole album. I don't want to hear this nigga go in the booth and try to make a song. I want 10 niggas to bring J. Cole songs and he just out-rap them niggas for oh, 10 songs. songs. Okay. A, a project called Featuring J. Cole was his other nigga songs featuring J. Cole. Interesting. That's actually That'd a good concept. Got two already. <laughs> Ty Dolla tried to do that shit. Didn't he have some shit called uh, Featuring Ty Dolla yeah, that was like that was that was in like 2018 or some shit. I remember that actually. Yeah, it's looking bad, man. But I ain't gonna talk about it. Any other? Honorable get a tie to Oh, I was gonna. No, I was gonna say. I was, oh no, no, no. Hey. <laughs> ah, so you got it. Never mind. Speaking of the tie dollar sign. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Kanye West and tie dollar sign are slated to release. A collab album. Any yes. thoughts? Yep. Nope. React. No. No thoughts. No thoughts. Um. Steve, you know what cool. I, <laughs> I I kind of got to take yesterday. You ain't. <laughs> you ain't really trying to hear that shit. I ain't gonna lie. I don't know, bro. I don't know what that would sound like <clears throat> in twenty twenty three, bro. I told you, time. Ty Dolla Sign is the exact type of nigga to get into the studio with Kanye West and let him do whatever he want to do. Like, like, geez, he's literally just going to come and sing on whatever part of the song is just like, just not for him to come and sing on and then, <clears throat> like, I feel like he wouldn't put no input into like a yay verse. Like, he wouldn't be like, hey, bro, you probably should polish up the verse or nothing. Like, he'd probably just fucking croon in the background and make the verse sound better, bro. <laughs> but. I'm not mad at it. Like I just need to see like the features, really. I need a single. <laughs> it comes single. I need a single. Yeah, I need a single too. Yeah, yeah. Like just don't the... drop the whole album, bro. Yeah. Like it should be seven songs, like the Tiana project. I'm gonna be honest. Like but that was we, good. Like yeah, who good do we production. Really on need twelve or or twenty songs of at this point. Like there aren't very many people who we just need 
uh, extra long, hour long projects anymore. People aren't listening to that. So I feel like just as long as they realize, give me seven to 10 and if four of them are good, we good. Yeah, I feel like, bro, that's just because, uh, I forgot who was saying, maybe like Andre 3000 was saying like, right, it's the, the art and music really isn't there anymore. People not trying to make like, craftsmanship level high level albums like through and through like it's really just about money grabs which i respect like get your paper for sure but i mean if you're gonna make a 20 song album just know like i'm not gonna listen to all of it i'm not expecting all of it to be good <laughs> bro it's a it's really a disconnect as far as that bro because it's like you know you got a whole bunch of artists like myself bro, and a lot, a lot of artists is like really like all right, i want to try to make a quality you know project type shit blah 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 but Shit, niggas be getting their ass beat by the so-called fun music and shit like that. So niggas don't got no choice but to conform type shit. Cause it's it's hard right now to build uh a following as a quality-based artist. The quality-based artists are usually project artists, like album artists. Like you look at niggas like <clears throat> we always bring them up, like niggas like Kanye West, since he was the topic. That nigga was dropping quality albums. He had singles, like don't get me wrong, he actually like gold digger. But say Gold Digger wasn't hitting the public and shit, because that shit came around out around the time of TA, TI Rise. Like, that shit wasn't hitting as hard as fucking, uh, like, 20 foes and shit like that. Like, whether people like it or not, but since the <clears throat> thought of an album and how niggas listen to albums have changed, and niggas just not going into, like... I know people who go into albums and, like, just shuffle, like, off the top. Like, click an album and it's already in shuffle. That's so, crazy. <clears throat> when you, yeah, uh... Psychotic. Yeah, so when you got people <laughs> listening to music like that and the value of an album, and only time people go listen to a full album is like when Drake or like Travis Scott drop, it's gonna be a lot harder for those quality like type musicians to break through that noise because niggas is not just like it's not like back in the day when niggas go about Jay Z CD, see an album cover they like and be like, all right, bro, I'm gonna take a chance on this album and listen to it and love it. Like niggas already got a set like I got a like folder on Spotify with 500 songs, my nigga. So like. Imagine having 500 songs that you already know you like, and you can go listen to that. Why would I go listen to, uh, like, you know, a new hour's worth of music when I know, all right, maybe I like one or two songs, but I already got fucking 600 songs at my disposal. So, small tangent, but dude. I mean, to Kanye's point, he, he, I think he had mentioned that he was going to do a collab project with Todd Dawson, like when, during that, like, uh, was it Wyoming run? So, that is a different mental space. But it's just too late. It's like, you know. Crazy I mean? enough. Yeah. <laughs> imagine, to me, I don't know. Imagine but, in 2018, somebody coming to you and be like, yeah, bro, Kanye going to be in a different mental space in some years. You'd be like, nigga, what? This isn't the different well, mental space? Are there I don't know. I wouldn't be too far. I wouldn't. No, I don't, nigga, if you, <clears throat> hold on. The 2018 shit felt like rock bottom when it was happening. This was this I, was I uh, mean when he had the rants during the tour during the life of Pablo, I was kind of like, okay. If someone that told me that, like in the future he's gonna I'm if like, somebody okay, told you this sense. nigga would have said all right, we don't have to yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. okay. All right, yeah, let's move let's, on. Let's move let's, on. Okay, let's but, I, but I'm saying it wouldn't be too all right. In, in another argument, I'm just saying based upon the rants that he had during the tour, it wouldn't be too far fetched. Someone told me. But let, we don't have to let's let's not circle back on that. <laughs> it's going. It's gonna go left. You see, bro. Auden ain't laughing. I told y'all, bro. I told oh, y'all, yeah, bro. Yeah. Being with them people, man. Oh, all right, all right, bro. We. <laughs> man, let that fly by. Edit. If he's about.
right. Did anyone listen to Brent Fayez project? Yeah, I did. What how, What I do you guys think it. about that length? That was fourteen songs. Like, you think that was pretty good? Like, that's a good spot. Was it really? Yeah, it felt short, but it was long. It was, and it like, was, was it? Like, it was like thirty-four minutes or some shit, bro. Fourteen yeah, like songs, thirty-six minutes. That's what I'm saying. Isn't that a good spot to be at? That's all what right, people say. All right, all right, all right. I mean, we was talking about. <laughs> we're talking right. about. So look, no, 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 no. no. About, so, I was, was going to comment on. I was going to comment on Brent Fayez, man. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah, but <laughs> I was going to say was, uh, Brent Fayez gets a lot of flack for um. A lot of people say he can't sing and he sings off key, and I don't think a lot of people realize <clears throat> what the one of the effects done to his voice and his like a music insight. Brent Fayez, from what I believe, from how um like editing in from other uh, engineers' perspectives and shit like that, and I got the fucking program, he changes the format of his voice. Now, <clears throat> when you change the format of your voice, uh, when you sing it or whatever, it's a plug-in. And basically what it does is it makes your voice sound deeper without changing the pitch. And if you know anything about music, when you change the pitch, it either gets higher or lower. Right, but he's they they have his plug in now where you can make your voice sound deeper without changing the pitch. So it's it's still in the same pitch, but it sounds deeper. And I think that people a lot of confuse that for him singing off key when it's really just an effect. Like it's kind of like a little less of what uh, Giveon does because I feel like he's much more of a traditional singer and like trained singer. So and people might it might sound better when he does it, but it's also kind of like Friday when the artist F R I D A Y Y. If y'all familiar with him from God's Did, like he also sings in that tone. And I feel like that's also a um a stylistic type of thing that's going to rise, like more people using that format thing. Because Brent Fayez is killing it right now. Friday, he he's slowly uh you know getting bigger as an artist, and he was just uh featured on Drake Project as like a sample or whatever. So uh, that's just to mention because I know a lot of people have been saying things about Brent Fayez not being able to being able to sing and being off key, but that's not what it is. So did you like the project? Man, that music sounds good. From what I heard, it was I, from what what I heard, it was good. I started the uh, Babyface Ray song. Yeah, that's uh, what Steve I didn't, said. That's a, a collab I didn't know I needed. That's one of them ones on there, boy. In my opinion, I think that's my favorite song on there. But it's a oh. it's a few joints on there that go fits that's into what, the lane of a brand project for sure. That's what happens when niggas put niggas that like they mesh with on songs rather than just like the industry niggas. Like I could tell listening to that song, I was like, okay, these two niggas had some type of like like working together, like musically in the studio, they had some type of chemistry. Like that you can't this I, I I didn't feel like that's one of those songs that was like, even if it was emailed, I feel like it wasn't one of those random ass his manager hit his manager, like, hey, we got this song email me the clips i email your manager the clips and then you give him like i feel like it was some type of connection there so but for me i mean all in all i enjoyed the project like i feel like the sound was good um and even just like with the whole intro with temple i'm like it kind of gives like that early 2000s type vibe and i was i was rocking with it honestly like i can see for like how traditional brent fans like diehard brent fans who've been there from the jump like I would say this isn't as good as his last two projects, but that doesn't mean it's not good. And for me, I'm a casual. Like I listened to it, I was like, hey, I'm kind of rocking with it. And then I went back and played the other two albums, and I was like, okay, I can see why like his real fans aren't rocking with it, but that doesn't mean it's not good. Like it's a lot of songs I had that I did uh, rock with. 
He has a lot of interludes on there. It's a lot of interludes and slow sections and shit. When you take all that out, I think it's a really good album. Like, I think the songs that are songs are really good. Like, he can make a really good song. Um, I would have liked more features, personally. I didn't know that he worked so well with other people. Um, I mean, <clears throat> not to say that he hasn't in the past, but the people he's worked with on this album, like, it was just, it felt like he was, like Ryan said, bringing out the people that he just kind of felt comfortable with. Like, his names that when you look at him, you may not necessarily know who they are immediately. But he enjoyed making the songs with him, and you get that vibe when you listen to him. So it was like, it was nice to listen to. I was in the car yesterday. And ASAP Rocky had a good little verse on there too, on his song. Yeah, I like the song with ASAP. Oh, well, any uh, other music? Well, I was gonna say, <laughs> real quick, speaking of uh, ASAP, because me and Steve was having this conversation yesterday. Do y'all think uh, ASAP has a classic album? Maybe the mm, mixtape. Yeah, yeah, I would say the was it live whatever the first yeah. mixtape is. Yeah, it's, I, yeah, I, they, I thought they, the album all comes. I thought his first album was a classic. Because when we were speaking of some of the songs on it, hold on. Long Live ASAP with Goldie, Pussy Money Weed, that not, Problems, that's One the, Train. That's, the, that's, that's the not mixtape, the mixtape. Right? No, 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 that's not the mixtape. Am I tweaking? Long Live ASAP. Is live Love ASAP. Oh, I'm thinking yeah, of they, Love. They, yeah. Oh, they I'm thinking so Live similar, Love ASAP. It is fucking, uh, it doesn't help that the fucking covers are the same, More similar, yeah, <laughs> very similar. Yeah. Nigga took the flag and nigga just took the. the I was gonna say he just nigga wrapped himself in that mother. It was the same day, probably. Fuck. <laughs> that nigga got cold. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I feel like, oh, maybe not a classic. We were talking about it in the car, um, but it do got some hits on there for sure. Like, because what basically that's, the conversation that's... we were having, he asked me. He said, "Does is Rodeo a top ten debut album? Debut from rap debut? So." So the so I'm gonna have to look, man. I was named. I'm gonna have to do some research. I would say in his, well, in our opinion, because the, <laughs> the songs that we got, this albums we got so far, we had. Uh, we the had answer was no, out. by the way. To preface, okay. that, our answer was no. We, but, but I, I don't think I don't think did we. I think we got to maybe eleven. That was in our opinions better. Like, since, like we was looking at list too. Like honestly, shout out to the you know to the legend. I'm not listening to Ice Cube debut, bro. I know a lot of people say it was good music from back in the day. And I, I listened to it like when I was in high school to go do my respects to history, bro. But I'm sorry, bro. It, it's just not probably happening in my lifetime where I'm just going to sit down and spend some Ice Cube albums. Like, not happening. Now, with that being said, we had College Dropout, <clears throat> Reasonable Doubt, uh, Get Rich or Die Trying, Miss Education of Lauren Hill, because it was her solo debut. Uh, hey, Snoop Dogg. We yeah, we had Snoop. We had uh the Chronic. We had uh Biggie. <clears throat> we had Wu Tang. Um Nas. Nas. Uh cause that's when it got tricky. We that's when we didn't put hard. we didn't do we didn't do Kendrick or J. Cole because Ken Kendrick's was uh section 80. You said no to X section 80. Uh we said no to Drake's first album. I'm trying to think about the last album because I think I don't think we had got to ten. That was the thing. I think we had just we like might have deviated, but it was just a general question. Yeah, but it, it was it, just it was just a general question. If ASAP had a classic, yeah, that, that's how we got into if ASAP had a classic. So, and then we just started talking about uh, 
his first album or whatever. I don't know if the but, first album is a classic. I would say the mixtape yeah. for sure, though. Yeah, I would say the mixtape. Yeah, and then I was gonna say, then I was telling Steve yesterday. Now I think when I, we had our uh, talk about classic, I think that was the foundational difference between me and your answer, Jahai. Because I was telling Steve that uh, I felt like I felt like a classic album, in my opinion, like it's not the best for like the genre. Because I think about it like this, but I think at a certain point, a classic album has become an album that just made everybody stand to their feet and like pay attention type thing. So I feel like it's the barrier for a classic album for like a smaller artist and a bigger artist is gonna be really different. Like JID Forever Story, <clears throat> classic. Of course, he's not as big as the album like Kendrick or Drake or whatever, but I do think that album did the quality of it alone. He got the Grammy now, he made people stand at attention. But I also said that I wouldn't say the whole Scorpion album was a classic album because I don't I think the Scorpion album has a lot of filler. However, I was saying that. If you look at that album in the moment of the album, like I look at classic, I'm like, this is a moment. Like everybody remembers what was going going around this album. Everybody listened to the album, blah, blah, blah. Because I, I was telling him, I compared it to like a classic basketball game. There's some classic basketball games that's fucking blowouts, not good games. But because some nigga got dunked on crazy or because somebody probably scored like 60 in a game that they won by 20, not the best game, but everybody remembers it. And it's a standout game because of what happened. And that's kind of how I look at a classic album. Like around this time period, blah, 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 this was going on, but everybody was listening to it. Everybody was tuned in. Everybody gave a fuck type thing. So I think that's like my foundational uh, difference from what's a classic album. Because I think of it more as a moment. Well, you can say that about the mixtape, though. This wasn't specific. Okay, my I was just saying my that was my difference because when we was talking about uh I was talking about classic albums yesterday with Steve and I was like yeah I think that's my biggest difference because to me a classic album doesn't even have to necessarily be good if enough people there's a whole bunch of albums that I don't think are good that niggas like love so it's just like at that point like what did the album do to the people do y'all think because I asked Steve y'all think Utopia is gonna end up a classic. No, I don't maybe think because so. I said, I said, just because I said, I'm not of like, like I don't whole, like situation with what he had with tour and for people to think he wasn't gonna come back and for him to come back, some people might, but I don't think it is. Like Travis, is like one of the dudes I was just talking about. Like Travis is an album artist. He like if you listen to uh, Utopia, one of the problems on it is like he doesn't have any singles on there. Like none of those songs are regular formatted song structures. Telekinesis is a fucking futuristic, no drum fucking loop, beautiful loop. Goddamn meltdown doesn't even have a regular, like even sicko mode, even though it was three songs in one, it had like a regular structure type shit. Like there was no really song on that album that was just like a regular come in with the chorus, verse, chorus, Verse, chorus, and then end, like, just some regular catchy shit like he was doing. I feel like this is the complete opposite of a, uh, what was the second album, Birds in the Trap? Mm-hmm. I feel like that album was really formulaic by the book, like, he had regular song structures, and that's why he gained so much of that, like, fandom at the time, because he was just making, like, you know, like, regular music just to listen to, but I feel like Utopia is much more, like, is a flex of this nigga creative prowess. It's definitely a maximalist album, for sure. That way about rodeo, honestly. I feel like that shit is like super. I guess, uh, I guess Utopia did do different stuff, but I feel like rodeo was more consistent. 
and like it felt like a whole like you just turn yeah. that shit on and then just vibe to it. like you ain't even gotta like whereas like certain like the Bad Bunny song my uh, <laughs> like you know what I mean like that's business that was a business decision though. Yeah, yeah. Some of, some of it, it kind of take you out of that, you know what I mean? Whereas like rodeo, you could just like, all right, maybe the deluxe shit, then it kind of gets iffy. But so, like just straight album, you're like, oh, okay. Like, see, I think it's a pressure on artists when they get like a certain uh like level in their career that when they drop albums, they do have to have the certain features. Because I feel like it's a lot of niggas that Travis Scott like. Don't get me wrong, he was still working with niggas like Tizo Touchdown, but I feel like it's a lot of niggas that like. Maybe even Travis Scott might rather have on his album than not. I'm not gonna say per se because, like, let, let me get it clear. If you have Beyonce, a Beyonce feature, you're putting it out. Like, there's no like if ands or buts. Like, I don't think there's a world where you tell the people who run your label, "Hey, I have Beyonce on the song," and them niggas be like, "Let me hear it first. Like, no, I'm pretty sure they wanted to put that bitch out that day. Oh yeah. Um. Okay, no, I I I agree with the whole with the whole feature thing. Um, this is so unrelated because we were talking about rodeo and some shit on us off. Yeah, it's <laughs> like the song "Flying High" on rodeo with uh, Toro Wymore. Toro Yeah, I don't Toro know. Wymore. I've skipped it. I've skipped it every time I come on in since twenty fifteen. I don't know. It, it's it's a skip for me. I don't go back to the song. You know, I might have heard it once or twice. Look at that rodeo. I think I, I legit have two skips. That's the only song uh-huh. I don't play. Off the original or the, with the deluxe included? If the deluxe is included, I might skip okay, all right. But never catch me. Oh, that's, that's a banger. Come on, man. Listen, I'll listen to it occasionally. But like Rodeo was one of those albums that when I was in the like the Rodeo phase, I would listen to it all the time. And like, I did not want to, okay, okay. Like I, I was good on hearing that shit like every day, bro. Like. I mean, it I'm good on that. Like that, like who would want to do that? Impossible. I, I did. I'm not the biggest fan of Impossible. You don't like Impossible. Right. You don't like Impossible. Yeah, come on. I like Impossible, bro. That's I'm a... getting angry. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good smoke song too, man. That's a good song. That's not really my. Now, everything <laughs> else, <clears throat> pornography, fire. Real life. On my this side, fire. 3500 fire. Right. Wasted fire. There it is. That's the title. Nah, nah, That's the title of the episode right there. Fire. <laughs> Piss on your grave. Fire. Antidote. Fire. Impossible. Eh. Mariah. Maria, I'm drunk. Fire. Flying high. Eh. I can tell. Fire. Apple pie. Fucking fire. Okay, Apple, all right. Apple eh. pie, man. Jeez. Never catch me. Fire. Never Catch Me should have been on the original album. Yeah, it's a banger. It's a banger. What an album, man. Great I'm album. Travis Scott, man. Bro, I've been saying this for years. Niggas who know how to produce and like have a hand in like production, they always come out with some of the best albums. But the only thing is, they never be like regular nigga albums. Like they they they, they never be like it's like. How a, a nigga like T.I. just drops an album and it just be good music for the streets and niggas can replay it. Like, niggas who know how to produce always love to throw extra shit in their album. Like, I do it. Fucking, I feel like Travis do it. Of course, Kanye do it. Like, Dr. Dre do it. Like, niggas who's really in tune with, like, their production, they always throw, like, throw, like crazy breakdowns. But shit like, like that scares like the average listener. <laughs> crazy yeah. bridges and shit like that. Earl, 
Mac, Mac Miller, RP. Yeah. Like you throw like a lot of like just other shit in there. Like, but especially like uh, other nigga who like niggas who produce for other niggas a lot. Like uh, I feel like a lot of reason they throw their shit in there when they finally do drop the albums, because like this is the shit that they wanted to hear, like other niggas hop on type shit. But speaking mm-hmm. of producers that rap, I'm not sure if y'all know, but ATL Jacob is dropping music soon. But like he dropped a video, like a little clip on his uh Twitter page, and he was dressed up as like future for uh in the like the from the monster cover, but everybody thought it was a future song. Like everybody in the comments until like because when he first like when he first the first the beginning of the snippet, it said he sounded like future because he did like the future heavy auto-tune and mumbling effect, but then he started rapping here like himself again, and niggas was confused because they thought he was just dropping like a future snippet at first. Mm-hmm. I'll send a uh, I'll send a link in a chat. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go listen. Speaking, speaking of uh future, you know I got some sources. I'm there in the studio with Metro Boomin and Future this past week, uh, and they said the new shit's not like some shit that's uh ain't been dropped in a while. It was fire. So, so they like one of those. Uh, streets need it. Shout out to my sources. Needs that uh, expeditiously. Have y'all seen any uh any of that uh Kodak Black drink champs? Nah, I'm not watching the Kodak. Yeah. That, nigga, that nigga said 21 switched up. That's the only yeah. thing I saw from that. And 21 Savage quoted it on Twitter. It, said, it was cap. like 80 cap, 80 <laughs> <laughs> cap, 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 cap. Yeah, that's all I saw from that shit though. No, and then when did it come out? Yesterday? I think so. Yeah. I'm gonna have to watch it. Yeah, I'm probably I, I'm probably gonna watch it just to, because. I feel like the mind of somebody like Kodak Black is like, just I just I I just the way how he was talking in that clip, like I feel like he really be trying. This is gonna sound so I don't want to say that sound rude. He really like says some things that like he really be trying to like speak on certain things and deep topics. Like when he was talking about Twenty One Savage, I can see where he was coming from, and I see he was speaking from the heart. But like I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is. But by the time that shit is like leaving his mouth it does not sound like what i feel like what he's trying to say you see what i'm saying like a lot of people listen yeah. to it it was like what the fuck is he talking about and like i can hear through like just between like the like you know the let's be real the drugs that he taking because everybody like he's right even he raps about it and just him being like a hood nigga from florida like just how he talks alone is already different but when you put all that shit together like but he be trying to say some shit. Like, I listened to, like, a Kodak Black song because I was like, what the fuck did this nigga really be rapping about? I don't know. Like, honestly, I know his hits and shit. I want to go listen. I was like, oh, he really, like, rapping about a lot of shit in life and, like, shit that he go through. But fuck it. You would never know from, like, uh, if you don't listen to his shit for real. Like, if you only listen to, like, No Flock and, like, ZZ and, like, some of his harder songs, you wouldn't, like, believe, like, some of the shit that he rap about so i would be interested in seeing a drink taps episode that's because that's when rappers get to really let loose in my opinion and like be themselves in an interview so the biggest thing i gained from this is that you said you listen to a kodak black album but you wouldn't go listen to kod <laughs> well i listened to kod oh, already oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is kind of crazy i listened to kod though when it originally yeah. came out Oh, well, you say wait. You saying I can't? I can't give a Kodak Black album a first try because I won't give a J Cole album a second try. Hey, bro, you can you can slice it up however you want to. The pie's still crazy. Oh shit! Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. So you telling me you you going back and listen listening to Kod, bro? <clears throat> well, I listen to a Kodak album cover to cover. Absolutely. What type of question is that? 
That's bias, man. <laughs> hey, man Aren't all of our takes bias? Like, that's a crazy take, bro. So you telling me you wouldn't even give a? But but I'm saying that's a. Is that really a crazy take? You wouldn't give an album a. So you saying wait? But he's saying I'm bogus because I would give an album a chance before I go listen to an album that I know I are like. The thing is, you can go into an album and like it be be something unexpected. I know I don't like Kod. Like I like I know I'm a hundred percent sure. Like at least with the Kodak album, there's like one percent chance that I might like it. Okay, the Kod album. Once I click it, I know I'ma hate it. That's the biggest difference. Like I know that shit is ass. So for like. I don't know, man. Did you like vegetables at four years old? I appreciate more vegetables now. They're good for you. Not really. I always love broccoli, nigga. Well, there's more vegetables than broccoli. And it's more albums than KOD, nigga. So you need to eat the vegetables. And not listen to KOD. Exactly, nigga. Bro, I What's the next topic? Speaking of Kodak Black, uh, another XXL freshman, 2016 alumni, talked about... Oh, what the trends? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk, talked about retirement. Uh, if you don't know Lil Uzi, uh, no, I think he just... I don't know if this is an interview, but he said that he's going to retire after Love is Rage 3. Uh, I just did it on stage. Lil Uzi is not retired. Stage. Next topic. <laughs> oh, uh, one for a flat. One for a flat. <laughs> that nigga is not retiring, bro. Clear out. Clear out. That's 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 hella random though. I feel like the only reason why the only reason why I don't believe Uzi is actually gonna retire is because I think he may take like a hiatus. Like, isn't that what Drake said after Fraud of Dogs? He was like, I think I'm gonna take some time before I, like I release more music and shit. I feel like it's more of of a hiatus than anything because I feel like. That spin when Uzi was going through all this shit with his record label and he like wasn't dropping music, not doing nothing like that. <clears throat> I feel like because we went so long without him like dropping music, um, I think he has a lot of shit that he's gonna end up releasing. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we probably just not gonna hear from this nigga for a while, for real, bro. I mean, the nigga was talking about like going through like like mental health struggles and shit like that. So I feel like we're gonna see like a little bit of a hiatus. This ain't gonna be back. Going on tour again, dropping music. So, yeah, I don't. To Ryan's point, I don't believe it. Niggas like Uzi do not take breaks for real, bro. I'm sorry. If for a nigga who like whose like music is probably not made over the course of longer than 25 minutes, like he's probably like in such a routine of making music, it probably will be like literally physically hard for that nigga to not make any music over a long period of time. And when you make that much, first of all, he's signed to a label. I'm not sure if y'all. Understand labels. That shit is legit. Like it's still a job. Like you still like if they book you a studio session. Even though certain artists like they do the rock star shit where they like, yeah, I'm not going blah blah blah. Fuck the music, and that's how niggas end up getting shelved. And we wonder where niggas' careers went. But like that shit is still a job. Like them niggas legit are booking studio sessions, and that's how niggas lose money because they book studio sessions like a rolling studio session. You have to go because that shit's going into your budget. So if you, if you get to the point where niggas been booking studio sessions for you for like three, four months and you're not going, that's still money coming out of your album. So now you just have no music and no money type thing. So I don't I don't think, especially somebody like Uzi, I don't think they're going to let an asset like that just be like, no. Like we seen Kanye contract. That nigga legit had a thing in his contract that said you can't retire. And music has to be your like at the forefront of your career at all times. Like that was in his contract because he always said he wants to do other shit. So, as far as Uzi, I don't even think he's going to be able to retire. 
Yeah, like, I think. What do y'all think about? My bad. Wait. No, no. Go I was gonna say one. I think Ye should got a better lawyer, and two, doesn't Uzi have like ten thousand unreleased songs or something crazy? Probably more than that. But yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying. So the nice. nigga's sitting on like a shit ton of music too, bro. So if he it's really does want to retire, he can. As if he's sitting on saying. ten thousand songs, you know what I mean? Like it, he could drop until the end of time and never have to do anything again. Not really, and, bro. I'm telling you, bro. The labels don't work like that, bro. They're not gonna they're, listen. If you <laughs> think of Ryan finna get blackballed, oh, you think? Oh. You think oh, let's, let's, let's be real. They expose all the secrets. If that's the case, they would just literally let these niggas re- record music for a year and then just drop them from the label and continue to release music. Like, if they already have 10,000 Lil Uzi songs and they're still paying this nigga, they're going to say, okay, nigga, go make 10,000 more while we're giving you money, or we can keep these 10,000 songs and you can never see a cent again. But what is the the length of his current contract? Like, if we still drop it one more album, what if his contract's up? Bro, these niggas' contract be album? saying shit like in perpetuity, which basically means until the end of fucking time and shit like that. I learned yeah, that in my property class, chapter five. Yeah, bro. That that means like basically the, a lot. Some people sign contracts that are like a certain amount of years. Some people sign contracts that are a certain amount of albums. But the big thing is, if it gets to the end of your contract, a lot of these niggas be like, well, look, you still owe us $2 million. So you can keep making music with us or you can find a way to give us $2 million. Damn. And what you think is going to be like, all right, I'm going to make this. Damn. I'm going to keep making music. I owe y'all $2 million. Y'all probably going to give me 500 k this year. That's of what I earned type shit. But I'm not saying Uzi is that much in the hole. I'm not even saying, oh, pause. I'm not saying Uzi is that much in the red. I, I'm not saying that, uh, like, because he, I know his music probably makes a lot of money and he's not the biggest oh, user of samples, but still, I just think, I just don't think he's going to be able to retire, especially because so many of his songs alone have leaked of those songs that y'all say, like, as many songs as he has. Like, I feel like they're going to make him, and I'm not going to say a lot of his songs sound dated. However, Lil Uzi's, the way he makes music, you can tell a Lil Uzi era song. I don't think his song from 2022 are going to work in 2026 the same way. I will tell you. Do you think like the retiring shit is like a marketing ploy? I feel like a lot of people have said they're going to retire and then they don't retire. It it depends. Just just to name like a few, it's like Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Jay-Z, 50 Cent, Most Def, Lil Tecca. Uh, Kid Cudi, I guess you can't. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Lil Tecca said he was gonna retire. He said he was gonna retire. He's like 15. That's what I'm saying. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like this shit is right. only person that really retires is probably like Joe Budden. That's like, what I was actually, say. and then three stacks stacks is semi retire, but he does we, verses and shit. But I mean, I guess if you don't count that, then it's like, can we say maybe that, not? Can we say that Ugly God is retired technically? Because okay, he doesn't well, ever have to release anything. Like, when's I'm not gonna lie, this is he's a criminal. What are we doing? Oh my god, <laughs> he's gonna be all in the old rap niggas. Soon. <laughs> it's angry, Greg, right now. Greg, you didn't, you didn't see what he tweeted, bro. But he, like, tweet, he tweeted some shit like a week ago. I don't know why I came across this on Twitter, but he he tweeted some like a week ago or something where he was saying like he has so much music that he Bless wants to release because it's been so long. So I would. Say a, no, I mean, it's I not retire. that he's not making music. Like that's what I think that 
Ryan was hinting at before. Like Uzi may never stop making music. He may make music to the day he died, and, and some of it may leak every once in a while. But it might just be a case of what it is with Ugly Guy, where it's like, I'm just not releasing it. Like, I'm okay. just releasing it. It's like me playing video games. I don't always have to stream them, but sometimes I'm just playing them for me. So they're just making their music for themselves. If Ugly God ever listens to this, listen, there's no, oh, it's yeah. coming from a point of me uh, yeah. or the fact that, like, I respect you, man. Ugly God and Lil Uzi are not in the same fucking position. Okay, let's be real. The demand for a Lil Uzi song and the demand for an Ugly God song, probably the difference between a demand for a song for me and Drake, okay? Um, I don't think there are really people, except for your group chat, Greg, Waiting for some more ugly guy. Like what well, group chat? Is, y'all are the group chat. <laughs> ugly God fan chat. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think ugly God's hiatus some because I promise you, if niggas was begging ugly God to drop, like they'd be begging Uzi to drop, he'd be dropping music. Like, no question about it. That's why I don't think it's I don't bro, rappers don't retire, bro. I'm sorry. This nigga, the only rapper that retired is Joe Budden. And that's because he started running it up unprecedentedly as a fucking uh, podcast. Podcaster. If it wasn't for the podcast and shit, Joe Budden would still be dissing Drake, all right? Off the podcast. He'd be doing it on, on 808s this time. But, like, these rappers just don't retire. Now, as far as it being a marketing ploy, Jahai, I think for Jay-Z, yes, it was marketing ploy. For Uzi, I think it's just, I think he's just having a temper tantrum. Some like, probably something along the lines of, like, him just being like frustrated, everything that's going on. He's probably just like, fuck y'all niggas, I'm retired. It's like all the times niggas was in college, it was like, fuck this, like skip a class and be like, I'm dropping yeah, that I think it's, Yeah, I was gonna say, I think it's more along the line, something like that. But yeah, some niggas do need to retire though, bro. He got a project coming. Yeah. That's all. I need that level's rage. Bro, the nigga has two projects. Niggas forgot that he was fucking dressing up as his thug for three months. Like talking about Barter 16. Like two, yes, he has like two projects that is supposed yeah. to be on the way, bro. But I need that love's rage though. I ain't gonna lie. Hey, we go. We, we gonna talk about how uh my favorite artist started the trend of niggas announcing albums and then just like never dropping them. Like like it became much more of a regular thing. <laughs> like niggas like think about it. Like back in like early two thousands nineties, like when niggas said they was gonna release an album, it might have gotten delayed type shit. But like we've never seen niggas in like more than today talk about how they're gonna drop music or an album and just never do it and then just pop up and be like. Oh well, never mind. This is the new project that I'm finna release, like a whole new name, whole new theme type shit. Like niggas like Playboy Cardi would have got stoned in 1998, bro. Oh my god, <laughs> this is wild. I feel like crazy. I feel like the reason behind that there isn't really an established like press run. Like you used to go on 106 and Park, you used to debut your music video, you would go to yeah. uh, like Hot 97, you would go to Big Boy, like for the West Coast. Like there was more of like, all right, you're gonna hit these cu- couple uh the radios. Line. Yeah. yeah, you yeah, like that really. I mean, granted, people still kind of do that, but not yeah. to the same hip like length as like a, like if you were coming out uh like in rap as like a in the two thousands, yeah. like the early two thousands, it was more like, are right, you gonna do this and hip, then hip hop needs tastemakers, bro. Like that's the end of the that's just how it is. Like I'm not saying like to the point where like when when it was like oh when this nigga said something like this could make or break somebody's career. I'm not saying to that level, but I'm saying to the point of where like there's still some type of barrier of entry, even though a lot of people don't like the thought process of that because they'd be like, no, nah, bro, like everybody needs to be equal playing field, which is true at the same time though. There still needs to be like 
some established like tastemaker. Like they like every genre has tastemakers, and even though rap still does have tastemakers, blah blah blah, like it still they still need to be more like prevalent to the forefront of the conversation. And I think that's a big thing when it comes to like the quality of music now is because before you still had to make a quality of music that was like people like people like like you had to make music good enough for on a breakfast club they'd be like yeah we'll have you up here well soya be like we'll have you up here 106 apart we'll have you up here but now niggas can like literally mm-hmm. just only make, make, make music and only connect to like six that 60,000 fans which is a lot of people so if i can make the music the exact music i want and connect with 60,000 people okay i might not be end up being the biggest artist because i might not be able to get on these shows and shit blah 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 things and that but i feel like that's what the quality of music the conversation comes from in rap because a lot of this shit is just not for other niggas like this is not like ken carson see, that nigga does not make music that is supposed to be absorbed by everybody bro like that nigga do not make just everybody type music like that's for like niggas like drake even like kendrick and j cole and shit like that like a lot of niggas literally make music just for the niggas that listen to them and i feel like that's another problem with like the rap conversations right now like i don't think niggas is realizing that like you back in the day, niggas like I'm making music for rap fans. Niggas not making music for rap fans no more. They make music literally for their fans. But I feel like it's like a slippery slope. It's like a pro and con type of deal. Cause yeah, you that is true. It does have some pitfalls. I guess if you open the floodgates, everyone can be a musician. But it's also like you're less likely to be blackballed. Like there are people that are like they can't go to they can't sign these big record label deals. But like yeah. you, also you don't really. Like you, you don't necessarily need that in today's like music landscape. Like it can help depending on like your certain situation. Like if you already kind of build your like fan base stuff that nature, you need like a little bit more push, and you have yeah. leverage to go to the label. But a lot of people don't do that. So I don't know. Like I, I get what you're saying, but it all it's like I feel like there's pros and cons. Like in it being more like freelance yeah. of like how people can, uh get like hype around their album i guess so no i feel i just think hip-hop is like a very superstar centered genre you know like i feel like hip-hop works best when we have our superstars that they make the music everybody listens to yeah the people like right under them that's like their bigger songs and everything and then it like as it goes down like you know i feel like it's all like maybe it is all like works together but when you don't have those like the go-to superstars and like hip hop, then it's just like it's like a fucking frenzy because the old niggas, the old niggas be like, okay, this is what you young niggas listen to because we don't like if somebody was like, hey, who represents your generation in rap? I would not know the fucking answer. Like in 2012 or 2013, like when Drake was like 26 type shit, like you could like somebody that age might be like, Drake is probably our nigga or Kendrick is probably our nigga like of this rap generation. Right now, I don't know like who somebody came to me, who the fuck I say? Because I'm I'm damn near not saying saying like actually I'm not gonna say what I'm gonna say, but. I'm not a lot of these niggas like I don't feel comfortable saying like this nigga represents my age bracket of like I damn near still say goddamn Drake probably at this point. I'd be like, just go listen to some Drake or something, nigga, because like we don't I feel like we don't have that. And I feel like crazy because I feel like the younger generation probably right now m- more so have like their artists that they feel like represent us. But yeah. Hip hop superstar heavy. We don't really got no superstars, like young superstars right now. Like all the niggas at the top been at the top for at least 10 so years. Hip hop, man. I also want to say this. This is random, bro. 
y'all ever be on like, well, I know you don't because you don't be on Twitter that. But like y'all ever be on Twitter and y'all see like a nigga talking about some like super hip hop shit. They all them niggas look the same when you click like they like they Twitter picture, bro. I can't explain it, but you can look at a nigga and tell that nigga is like a hip hop head, bro. Like they be doing shit like posing like this. I'm weak. And they picture this shit, bro. Like them niggas be hip hop to the death of them, bro. Like they, they be looking like fucking uh Jay Prince, bro. <laughs> Dude, hey, <laughs> hey, well, I don't know if I want to laugh well, at that one. The boogeyman. I be in Houston sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Edit, <laughs> but now for real, I think we should at some point um get uh, I'll just say an OG on a podcast once this week hear like the old person's perspective about how much they hate hip hop in this current state. Because one, I think it would be comedy. Um, but two, I think it would just be good dialogue. Because I do feel like rap is a young man's sport, but we're kind of in the in between stage now, where we're not really like the real target audience of rap because we kind of aged out of it a little bit. But we really not OGs for real yet, bro. Yeah, I think I think we stopped being a. Uh, let's see, we're twenty five and twenty four. I think we officially stopped being. I don't think it might have been. It might be. It might end at twenty four. I know the target audience is like the biggest sex is like thirteen through eighteen, and then eighteen to twenty four. Yeah, like I think it's really. But I think honestly, I feel like over time it's it's expanding a little bit. Like I could see. I could if they if they came in with new data and be like. Uh, blah 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 until like 28 now just because of the way of rap work i wouldn't be surprised but yeah i see what you mean though like we are kind of like timing out of our target audience but i was gonna ask you what type of og you mean like an og that's like 35 or like 33 type thing or you need like you were one of the like the like the two pockets the only rapper type ogs type shit like well it's gonna have to be like 35 because macy pops you i was talking to him was driving back from San Luis to chicago and just talking about rapping shit and he starts talking about like Eric B and Rock Kim and everything, and I'm like, all right, bro, like I don't. Know. <laughs> and I really have to check the legends of the game. Me out, bro. Niggas yeah, start talking about dead press, folks. Yeah, talking oh, about Big Daddy. Like, you never listen to Big Daddy Kane? I'm like, all right, bro. I, like, I, we got to move on. I ain't gonna lie. I I did spend like a good portion, like I forgot what year it was, but like when niggas was just like, it was like a point in time when niggas was just dropping like. Like niggas still drop who's the goat list today, but I think it was like 2019 when that shit was like rampant. I think it was because somebody put me like a best rapper of all time list, and Joe Budden was like number four or some shit. Like you remember that guy? Uh, yeah, he was like number three, and then like yeah. everybody just started making lists. It was around uh, it was around like that time period, and I just went back and started listening to all them like older niggas. But I started listening oh to like. Big Daddy Kane and all that shit. Oh my god, uh, I started listening to Big Daddy Kane and shit like that. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, damn, this shit is not for me. <laughs> uh, but speaking of music that is for me and for you all, we're going to transition to our leave us a listen segment. Great transition. Hey man, we potting today, bro. Um, so our leave with a listen topic today is going to be favorite or one of your favorite renditions of a song so it could be remix uh dance mix chopped and screwed uh slowed and reverb i also want to ask can it be a sample like no yes i mean yeah. i'm trying to you said like so i was yeah, i was waiting to hear what the like was like like. like just a sample like is it like, like okay like um 
like like for example, what Frank Ocean song was sampled in uh the Drake album? Like well, all like my like. Yeah, I can't like, think of the name of the song that was simple right now. I guess that well, is actually, a word. Yeah, I mean, technically, we can, we can leave it. We can leave it at what it is, and then maybe another leave it. Let's think it'd be like our favorite. Uh, like we'd be like our favorite song, and then uh, sample of that song or something like that. We could. I feel like sample is a different world. I don't think about it, so we could just leave it at what it is. So, um, well, just to repeat: remix, dance mix, chopped and screwed, uh, slowed and reverb. Uh, you want to go first? Steve? Yeah, I I'm gotta not think big. off the top of my head. I'm gonna go. I just, I just, I'm gonna go with a classic. I'm gonna go uh, Migos Versace, the remix Damn, with Drake. Fire. I got a life back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is fire though. Um, <laughs> off top for me, I'm gonna probably say my backup was. Um, that part, Schoolboy Q, but the Black Hippie remix with Kendrick at the end, he's floating on the beat. So I'm going to go with that one. That John Fire. Sleeper Agent. I'm trying not to go out too far out of uh, left field for this one. So um, I'm going to go, just, I'm just gonna go Old Town Road remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Not too left field. Hey bro, my my original answer was gonna be the uh Billy Jean remix, but uh Michael Jackson Michael Jackson let Kanye redo the drums. So it's just Billy Jean and Kanye did the drums for the uh 25th anniversary. I'll probably say for me, um Chopped and Screwed the the DUI by Lil Tecca. That's probably my my favorite. And then <sighs> Uh, honorable, honorable mention to um, Moon River by Frank Ocean. Ah, well, I'm gonna go because <laughs> my first one was the slowed and reverb version of a. Uh, there's a version of Moon River that's slowed and reverb, and then they added the ending of White Ferrari, and it, it sounds pretty good. Um, and then honorable mention, there's a slowed and reverb version of a uh, Tyler song with Caliucci's "Perfect." Very good as well. Oh wait, question, Jai. What uh, just a mix? Would a mix work in that? Yeah, it's okay. a first. Yeah, I, I want to give, I want to give a, a a shout out to the uh the wetter remix to Beyonce uh when they put the Beyonce acapella over the wetter uh beat by Twister. You know what I'm talking about? But it was well, they did it last year. It was the pretty cuff big. It, the cuff it, the cuff it, the cuff it wetter remix. Yeah, that's just fire, bro. I'm not sure if y'all listen to it. I know, I know what you mean. That's just fine. Didn't also, it, bro, you you've heard. I it, I I can almost hear it's, it's on streaming, bro. If you, yeah, oh, I can, okay. that I, shit I, was I, everywhere. Like okay, it was like it was yeah. probably, like the number one TikTok. It, you know, it had to be oh, the number one TikTok oh, song. Oh, I think I hold on, hold on. I think or Beyonce you, you heard too. it, bro. Yeah, yeah okay, you, yeah, you, okay. you definitely heard it. Uh, then slightly just the uh yeet over the Mariah Carey thing. That's just hey. fire. Bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, disgusted. You know, I have no idea what that is, bro. You, you know, that nigga got 80 pages of goddamn yeah, uh, moral go. literature to get to. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, what's yours? Yeah, I would say the uh, just got hearing Jamie XX and uh, Drake and Rihanna. The, 
like it's like a mashup with like that because that's where it's uh that's where the sample comes from is that jamie xx song so it's like a mashup it's like seven minutes long i'll say that and then like i don't want to mention would be like um after the storm like the pete rock version so but yeah mm. thanks thanks i'm definitely gonna have to go listen to that i also want to give an honorable mention to um to tom mish he had a whole album of just like Beyonce, Frank Ocean, Brent Fires, a, a bunch of shit. They just basically remix. You just sung the same song over top, uh, over a guitar, and there's some cool, peaceful shit if you want to listen to it. Um, all right. Well, I want to thank everybody for tuning in for episode 13 of the Members Only Podcast. Uh, thank you for reaching that end of the episode. If you did, if you didn't, it's okay. Hopefully, you reach it next time. But uh, yeah, anybody else got anything to say before we get out of here? Hey man, tell them niggas get their money up, not their funny up. Okay, scary <laughs> hours. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> man, be smooth this week, man. He got up out of here. Y'all be yeah. easy this week. Enjoy your Halloween. We'll see y'all on Sunday. If anybody, <laughs> if anybody out there is listening, DM us y'all parlays. It's that time. Mm, it's that time. Up the chili. <laughs> <laughs>